Hi, welcome to the Vaguely Anime Podcast, and I am one of the only Damn two Damn it, I didn't today. do my bit. You did not. This Fuck. is probably going to be the only time you could have done it again. I know. R.I.P. Uh, and uh, I am joined by the only other host, Sage. Because, again, like uh, last week, we couldn't get everyone else together. Yeah, these people have lives or something. I know I said that last week, but... How dare they? How dare they, honestly? Like, what's not, what's more important than the thing that doesn't make us money and if, doesn't... If, <laughs> if, if I... I feel like I live the basement dweller lifestyle, right. but I'm not technically a basement dweller, you know? I feel like, I guess, in a, in a way, I kind of do, but also I have so much responsibilities. Like, I literally never leave my house. Yeah, like, but also now I feel like that especially that this is down to like an hour. Right. Like this shit this shit's easy to crank out. Yeah, just like bam, all right, cool, let's go. Yeah. You know? Um especially when everyone's on time. Yeah, definitely. Like technically so we technically have um we have like a call time, quote unquote, which is thirty minutes before we try to film. So if we're filming at six, everyone gets here at five thirty. And then we usually don't even end up starting till like six ten, six fifteen. <laughs> And like it's not even like t- it's like setup takes that long. No. It doesn't. Like it's just it's just the buffer for the inevitability of lateness. Yeah, exactly. And then also just like us fucking around. Yeah. But uh, it, just being sage, literally, she got here at like five thirty, and we're it's five thirty six. Actually, like, I got here at five twenty three, but I had to pay my credit card bill. I did see that you were just sitting out there for a minute, and I was like, hmm, what's she doing? <laughs> I was like, oh, I gotta pay my bill. Uh, yeah, fun times. Mine's due in the middle of the month. Yours is the beginning? Yeah. Oh, bummer. Well. Anyway, that's I don't, not I don't interesting. set the dates. Yeah, that's not interesting topics. But, uh, okay, so we were talking about, um, just just before we started, uh, Avatar. The, like, Avatar universe slash Korra and whatnot. Um, yeah. Because the studio uh, released some info about what their plans going forward are. Um, which was um, the animation style, for the most part, staying 2D. Um, and they'll just which use, I feel like is the right choice. Yeah, and they'll just use like computer like CGI and stuff to enhance what's already there, and then um, they're not going to be adapting any of the like comics or stories or any of that stuff. At least not for the moment. They said maybe, but not now. Which is interesting because if they're gonna do a Zuko movie, I will be surprised that like I'm surprised it's not the promise or the um, the, the search. search. I'm surprised they wouldn't adapt that. Yeah, I it's guess, such a good story. Yeah, I guess they just want to... It already exists. So I like, guess that's fair. They're like, why else. waste the time and money to put this out again? Yeah. I guess. Um, so, yeah, we're getting a... Um, we're getting a Korra, Zuko, and uh, Kiyoshi movie. Um, honestly, I would have... I, I hear those books are incredible. I would have been down to see an ad- adaptation of those books. Right. Um, for Kiyoshi. But... As Sage was saying about Korra. I don't know why they're doing one, to be completely honest. So, I guess as like a, like, a, a little buffer before we get into it, me and Sage, we, people just hate on Korra. People hate on Korra for blindly. Reason, yeah, blindly. And, uh, and I won't say that we're, we're right or wrong in our opinions. No, um, but we have, we have a very educated. Yeah. And, and, uh, and we understand that a lot of what happened with Korra, it was not under their right. control. Like, and, and my thing about they were Korra, put in a really shitty my situation. thing about Korra is I'm not even mad about like, oh, season to season kind of troubles and like things like that. But if you're running on, okay, we're only going to have one season, right? 
wouldn't it make sense to have like a really tightly written one season? If if that's if you know you're only going to get one, right? So you make the, you have season 1. Right. Then you they announce, "Oh, we're going to give you a season 2," which I actually don't even mind that it's essentially like an anthology series because every season is so different. Yeah. But it was it definitely helped lean in more towards the fact that they wanted to distinguish it from the first right first story no no problem with that at all but why then you have season 1 which i think is actually pretty good i i have very yeah i was going to say ve- i think season 1 is very strong. few actual problems with season 1 um aside from really just cora herself i think she's kind of a piece of shit and she kind of stays that way which is unfortunate yeah she's very she stays very brash. Yeah. And, and just she, the entire she, time. The whole time, she literally does not learn a single lesson. Yeah. Um, but then in season two, when they're like, okay, Arguably we're giving you one more season. One more season. And they start off with this like super intense civil war of like the water tribes, which would have been really interesting because it's like, oh, there's everything is like so advanced now. Like, the political landscape of the world has changed completely, right? right. Which I, I think would be so interesting had they stuck to that. Well, also, the problem with the second season, too, was that... Um, and I've told Sage this before. And I'm, I'm, I'm Is this where they explain the Avatar state in season two? Well, they, yes, they do that. But also, what I was going to also say is... Um, it's been a couple years, so... Yeah, well... I think that I think no, I think I think Avatar One's stuff is season four, isn't it? Because she loses the state and stuff when she gets all like fucked up from season three. I'll look it up real quick. You but, could be right. Um, while I'm looking it up, no, the, she loses the connection to the past avatars in season two. Yeah, and then she loses the Avatar state in season three. So then four is when that goes into it, isn't it? Because that's when they talk about it. I thought they do it because I thought when they're talking about Vatu and Rava. Is when they go into it. Oh yeah, and that's season right. two with uh-huh. the yeah with like with the, the gi- gianoid Korra. Yeah, spirit beams and spirit laser battles. So, so my problem with season two is that it 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 um I'm gonna I'm gonna take a um I th- this might be a writing term I don't know but I, I watched a video from uh, a guy a YouTuber called uh, Hello Future Me. Oh, and he great YouTuber. Love love, love his that videos. guy. And he talks about how um, the Avatar One backstory ruins um, Avatar's mythos right. for one specific reason, uh, which is Avatar used to be uh, a morality scale that was not black and white. It was Very blue and much orange. B- yeah, yeah. It, it, because it was it was that it, it it was whatever the fuck it needed to be. There was no right or wrong, especially with spirits. The spirit world was always whatever it was because they they don't have the same morality there is no good or evil they are just like um uh hey by only becomes a like mean spirit because the place that he's right um, his his, like habitat gets destroyed and but like he's not he's not an evil spirit he is just like also hey by's like evil look is so fucking cool yeah but he's he's like you know he he corrupted is not the right word but Becomes no, he he he's exacting punishment that he feels is right on the people that he thinks right affected his land. Yeah, but he is not good or evil. Right, and and what season two and then Avatar One's uh, backstory, which uh, as just 
Avatar Wan's thing, if it was just on its own, would be awesome. Like, I, the animation, the, the I, thing, it's all very interesting. Well, the thing I think is if, if they had Avatar Wong's story, like, separate from Korra, and then they never introduced, like, spirit lasers. Right. Would have been good, except it would, it still would be a problem if they kept the, oh, Rava is good, inherently good, yeah. and Vatu is inherently evil. Because they they went to in that to a explicitly there is good there is evil and then they also introduce evil spirits. Yeah, it's it's the Just problem objectively of, evil. It, it's the problem of like introducing an actual hell. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like they they introduced actually evil spirits, which defeats the point of spirits. They're supposed to be beyond our own morality. And if if you think about it, right? So not only do they introduce actual good and actual evil as like this very binary thing right but they also state they choose the avatar based on who they think is going to be good which also breaks the logic of the avatars have their own opinions and views and beliefs because one each one you know in the cycle they all come from very different places yeah. They have different cultures and upbringings. and But they make it a, like, you're kind of a puppet for right. a spirit. And it what doesn't make sense is because you have that whole thing in Last Airbender where Aang is trying to seek guidance from the previous avatars on what route he should take which for Fire Lord Ozai, scene. which is so good because he's like, I really don't believe that ending this man's life is the only solution to this because I don't want to end this violence by perpetuating more violence, which makes sense. Right. So when he's trying to like, if, if people haven't seen it and you don't already know, but he's trying to like talk to the previous avatars and be like, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do. Can you give me some advice? And they're all and like... Kiyoshi's like, yeah, just murder the fucker. No, literally all of them are like, you just got to kill the bitch. Sorry. Yeah, but I like how all of them are like, oh, you know, they, they spin some like kind of tail. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Kiyoshi's like, nah, just kill him. Yeah, like, bye. Yeah, just... And, and, and Aang's like, oh, but you didn't kill Kang the Conqueror. She's she like, just no, fell. I did. She's like, I would have. I would have killed him if he didn't move. If, if like, it was it. not by mistake, it would have been on purpose. <laughs> Like she was like, I would have murdered that bitch. <laughs> like, I would have struck him down in cold blood. Things like, all right. Oh, shouldn't have asked Kiyoshi. But yeah. So like, you have that scene, and then you have him interacting with the lion turtle, and he essentially like gains spirit bending. Yeah, he gets Deus Ex Machina. Right. Which, but come on. That scene it's, it's, where he's it's taking a, away yes. his bending. It is an incredible scene, but it is slightly out the ass. It is a little bit, especially because it's they have. It haven't feels like had a very specific way for him to win, right? You know that he that no other thing could have done. Nobody like it does like I. It's a great scene. It leads to an incredible moment, but it is still a little it's, bit it's of an asshole. It's a ass little pull. bit of an asshole, but you know what I think is interesting is I think that is the 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 lesser evil to season three where everyone becomes Airbenders. Oh, is that because season of harmonic three? convergence? Yeah. yeah, that is season three. Because um, that's what gives um, Zaheer his airbender. Right. Um, but yeah, so when they intru- so when they're saying, oh, the avatars are inherently good and that's why we pick them, it takes away all of what they had established in Last Airbender and essentially throws it out the window. Because Yeah, because uh, the avatars should at best or at worst be neutral. Right. But technically, they're always supposed to be neutral. I mean, think about Avatar Roku. Like, 
his f- best friend in the whole Man's world becomes um, Fireload Sozen, right? Fireload. Load. <laughs> Lord Sozen, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and at first he's like, all right, that's your rightful birth. I can't take that away from you. But then he sees him becoming like he sees the colonies. He sees the he sees the progression of Fireload Sozin being like, all right, now I'm gonna take over the world. And you see him like really grappling, like, what is right of me to do here? Yeah. I know it's right for me to stop this man because he's committing atrocities. Yeah. But at the same time, I literally grew up with this person as one of the closest people to me. Yeah, because he like and fucks it, up the palace, and he's like, out of out of what what is it? Out of respect for our our friendship right. and bond, I will I won't he's like, kill you. Yeah, he's like, you get this one chance. Yeah, and so then, we, and then when we see him in like in his old age, and the volcano is exploding, right, and all that is happening, and his great friend, scene. great scene, oh my god, and but it's just like. Does that become void? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's it's because it's, it's the, the problem the, the right, when you introduce the good when it right. just becomes staunchly good and bad. Because it becomes this problem of obviously the right thing to do is to stop this man. Right. But it strips away any nuance. Yeah. And it's like crazy because they establish so much in this one episode of essentially like Avatar Roku's backstory. Yeah. And they do it... They could have just done it like, bam, 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 here's the information. Right. But they, like... Because they show it to you, like, in bits of pieces... Well, yeah, because when they're showing that, it's the two stories of, of, of Zuko and Aang. Right. Both discovering it from different points of view. Right. And so... But they do it, like... They give you just these small little nuanced moments between them as friends. And you see how they, like, change as people as they grow up. Right. But ultimately, if then in core you're going to say no, there's inherently good in the avatars. Yeah, well, because it, it, it's it's just like, and you know, I, I don't want to I don't want to stay on this point for forever. Right. But it it's just that th- stories can be black and white. That there's no issue with that. But when your story starts as something that is amoral right something that moral you, gray yeah, moral gray uh the blue and orange system it, it 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 gives a depth to certain things that black and white can't right and then when you have that established and then you take it away it then it lessens the things before yeah um and and then especially once you just make the spirit world a thing of there are good and there is bad like there are just bad things it 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 makes it inherently less interesting yeah then everything then it becomes, being gray it, it becomes more cartoonish right yeah. where in in like let's say teen titans which i'm not going to say they they have like a black and white system but if you think about it like slate is presented as evil yeah. the bad guy uh-huh. right we don't really have any reason to sympathize with this guy and the teen titans are posed as the good guys right which, I guess that's a bad example because it doesn't take away from the show at all. But you know what I mean? Like, it's that different dynamic, but they keep that the whole way. Right. Slade doesn't become all of a sudden good. Right. Like, they keep that same logic the whole way. And if they were suddenly to, like, drastically change to, like, 
a moral gray area, I think that would be weird. Yeah, where if all of a sudden, like, Slade's actually been doing some of the stuff for good reasons. Right. And you're just like, hmm. Like, this came out of nowhere. Yeah, you're just like, like, that could be interesting and a different story, but not the story we were getting. It's like, um, I think in season five when Raven's father... Trigon. Like, Trigon starts coming about. Yeah. And Slade is helping Robin. But he he literally outwardly says, he's like, I'm not helping you to help you. No, I'm helping myself. I'm helping one myself. And also, if I let this man come out, the whole world is going to get destroyed. Yeah. And what, what, what is there to rule if there's no right. place like to the, rule? Right. It's just self-service of, I need to keep the world intact so I can take over. Yeah. But it, so that's... That's the one thing that like is is my the the two biggest issues of of season two of Korra specifically is that they become no longer morally gray. It becomes a black and white and and demystifies right. the spirit uh, the spirit world and the Avatar, and then also giant spirit lasers. Yeah, Which- uh, nobody. I, I I just did anybody want that. Well, you know what I think is so strange, though, is I don't know if this is just me, but I felt like, especially with that, it loses all creativity. It does. Because if you think about, like, season one, season three, and even season four of Korra, they're using bending in really creative ways. Like, you have the Red Lotus, like... All of the Red Lotus, fucking badasses. And they use their bending so creatively. Like, um, I can never remember her name, but the one with no arms. So you, she uses water as her, like, yeah, tentacle yeah. arms. She has the, like, octopus water yeah. arms. Yeah, yeah, um, And then you have, like, Sparky Sparky Boom Man, but the female version. Yeah, is it, like, their daughter or anything? Do we know? I, I don't actually know if they ever confirm that, but I would have to assume they're, like, Related have some kind some of way. relation. Um, we still don't really even understand how those power, that power works. No, but honestly, <laughs> I don't need you to explain it to me. I don't want to know. Right. Because it's one of those things where, like, they introduced Sparky Sparky Boom Man in um, Last Airbender, and you just accept it as fact. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're, like, in the realm of people just creating fire. Right. I could get behind this. You know yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah, And I think they did it right in that there's only one person who has it. You know right. what I mean? Um, but I feel like with the giant lasers, you just lose all creativity of bending. You do. It's not, it's no longer a, because one, you lose It becomes all, Pacific Rim, which is great, but I don't want it in Avatar. It, the problem is in, in Last Airbender and Core, when you have fight scenes, there's obvious choreography that's happening. Right. Right. It's thought out. It's very, and then there's a push and pull, and the way that, if even if you're bending with the same element, it's you know going back and forth between each person. Right. And it's really interesting to see those things interact with each other. Yes. But when you introduce giant lasers, it's just them stand. It's it's like the ending of Harry Potter essentially, just Harry and Voldemort with like lasers coming out of their wands. Yeah. You know, it's no longer this like grandiose thing of. Um, Voldemort like breathing fire and there's a fire dragon and Dumbledore like creating a tidal wave and right. you know what I mean like all the creativity gets thrown out the window yeah it's it, it becomes like this this whole thing and it, and 
it it's just it becomes uninteresting yeah which is which is a bummer because nobody nobody wants that no the worst thing something can be is uninteresting yeah and uh like i've always said like boring is almost in my opinion boring is almost worse than just being bad i think i think i think boring, it is worse i think boring is worse because at least when something is bad you can at least say why it's bad right you can you can think about it critically you can analyze it and you can say this is where they went wrong and if and there's certain things where it's so bad it's good and you can have a good laugh right but when something is boring it's just kind of there yeah and like you're like all right this is on my screen but i don't have anything to say and i have no impact right and it's it's always easy to like backseat drive a story especially with everything that we have now right like that's so true. we're not we're not trying to say like you know because again we understand that like they were put in shit situations each season um and if they i bet if they knew they were getting four seasons they would have done things slightly differently or, or whatever um but i just as, i just think with how they got you know each season i think they they missed the opportunity to make that season excellent right well, because it, it seems like they thought they were getting two. So they were like, all right, let's like make this second season like the biggest. And so then they went with like spirit lasers. And right. then they were like, oh, we're getting a third. Uh, all right, well, let's take it back a bit and give like special bending abilities. And then right. with the fourth, they brought back spirit thing lasers, but yeah, like had, in a giant metal mech. Yeah, you have Kuvira and it's just like, okay, she decided she wants to take over the world. And, oh, the be Earth mil- Kingdom, right? and be militant. Yeah, which like I don't hate. I don't. I don't actually really dislike the fourth season all that much. I think it has some kind of eh moments, um, but I don't dislike it. I I think it's strong. It, well, strong might not be the right word, but like I think it's at least interesting. And I also really love Korra in that season when she's like just beaten down and like she becomes like a brawler. Right. Like that shit's interesting, but so I feel like. My, my true biggest problem with with Korra versus Last Airbender is, like you were saying, they were trying to differentiate from Last ben- Airbender, right? Which is apparent in the first scene of, right. of Korra, where she comes out, she knows three of the elements, right. she's like, I'm which, the Avatar. Which I understand why you would want to do that, because you don't want to be like, oh, you're just retreading on right. what you've already done. But the problem is, I feel like most of the characters are pretty flat. For all seasons of Korra. Right. Like, nobody ever learns anything. If anything, some become even more dumb. Like, Isn't I... Isn't Mako pretty much just always a do-nothing character? I have such a problem with Mako. He, he, he somehow regresses in character development, even though he started with none. Yeah. Like, he's trying to join, like, the police or whatever... And he becomes so fucking, like, head empty, no thoughts, like, like himbo brain. Right. It's like, bro, g- wait two seconds and think about what you're doing. Tenzin's the best character in that show. Oh, hands down. And it, it, it helps that it's just J.K. Simmons yelling at people. Oh, yeah. And being disappointed. And it's great. And, like, it's just weird because in it, the characters, in theory should be likable. Right. Like, they have the groundwork to be likable. Like, you meet Asami, and you're like, the immediate, like, thought is, oh, she's rich, and, you know. She's the, she's their Sokka, basically. The person without powers. Right. Except, 
she's not the comedic relief. No. Um, but you know, like you have this immediate interpretation of her, but then you're like, Oh wait, there's more to her than just like rich girl whose dad invents things and is part of like the industrial revolution. Right. Right. And you realize there's like, okay, there's more to her and that she realizes what her father is doing is wrong. And she, she doesn't want to be a part of that. So she actively rebels against him. Which is interesting. I would have actually said that I, th- I think it could have been more interesting if she herself was actually a revolutionist. I mean, I feel like it, it doesn't really... I think that it, it, you could have had the arc be that she was originally working against them, but then, like, realizes the problem with it. Right. And, like, swaps sides, basically. Like, I feel like because that would have gave her a little more dimension. Right. Because in the first season, she's kind of just the hot smart girl right you know which i feel like she could have used a bit more depth and i think that her being a um what's what were the fuck were they called oh the equalist yeah equalist that like her being one of them and actually like making those inventions and stuff uh would have been could have been a really interesting point um and um I, I thought that, but it, there was a um, the same guy, Hello Future Me. Actually, he's been doing like rewrites of each of each arc, um, and he actually brought that up too. And I was like, oh fuck, like yeah, like I think I think it could work, but it's also one of those things where like it's so easy to backseat drive it, right? And and, and like because I've always hindsight's said, 2020. yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty. Like I've always said, if if they knew everything, like they could have kept the same um, different villain each season type thing. Um, but if, like, the Red Lotus was, like, the main bad guys from season one, you learn about them little by little in each season, and then you, like, build up to that whole thing. Because the, the Red Lotus, in my opinion, is the best part of like, if, if, Korra. If, if you found out that, like, Zaheer, who before season three doesn't have any bending, right? And he's telling all of these benders right. what to do. But, like, if you found out he's the reason why, like, Amon rose to power and popularity within Republic City. Right. You know, like, he was, like, whispering in his ear type deal thing. And he's the one that, like, got him up to that status. And then he gets killed off eventually, right? Right. And then he's like, oh, damn. Now I gotta, like, figure out another way to kind of break the system. Because that was yeah. his whole thing with Like, anarchy. the dude without bending is telling is controlling these people with special bending abilities right becoming like argue arguably the most powerful of the bunch right and he has because nothing. he's the leader right and he's built himself up if it was a story like that that would be super duper interesting but it, of course again it's very easy to say that right afterwards but i i think that that could have made cora so much stronger is but again they 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 couldn't have done an overarching thing because they didn't know they were getting it so it was never going to be able to be the case um but i think that like if if everything worked out well the red lotus being like the main bad guy and then having each person be and then you lead up to the fourth season instead of being kavira leading up to being him right and and she's the third season or whatever right um and then you have that build up and just all these moments could have been great because it's it would have been different enough from from Aang, uh, from Avatar um, that every that each season had a different villain. Um, it had special things, and you're learning little bits about all of them. And all the characters are slightly different. They have to learn about the, everything different ways. Like Korra learns metal bending. You get all that moments, and you get um, you know like I think it could have been 
really, really interesting. And then you get that moment where all of the like airbenders, if they come back, let's like, I don't know. I feel like if, if you change that up, maybe it makes more sense that they come back at some point, like either in season three or in season four mm -hmm. so that you meet Zaheer without the abilities. You see him still take out people and then airbenders come back. And then he gets the powers. Right. I don't know how that would really work pacing wise. Right. But, um, and then you have that moment where like all of the newly minted airbenders who are like, what the fuck is going on? Like show up to help, um, Korra. And then they do that shit where they bring him down and they're like, oh, like we do have to embrace the fact that we are now all airbenders. Right. And, and should, should lean into it. Right. And that's like in the season end or like the show ends with, you know, Cora beating him, but kind of like slightly getting her ass kicked and like getting that, um, like that moment and her and Asami, you know, they go off to whatever, they uh, walk off into the sunset. Yeah. Um, and then you have the air, like the air nomads slowly building back up like that. It, it ends on a more high note, high note with, with questions. Right. Where, um, you know, in, in season four instead with Kabir, it's like, all right, we beat the bad guy. We're good. And then they walk off Happily into the sunset. Happily ever after. Right. Like, and you could argue that uh, Avatar also does that, but there is still the uncertainty of what the fuck they're going to do because like they won, but also now they, they, they like, there's a whole world they have to fix. Right. <laughs> like... <laughs> They, and I think the difference between, like, the way that Avatar has their happy ending is that, like you were saying, unlike if, if Korra was this built-up story, I don't think that happy ending would be bad at all. No, Even though you're left with questions and there's still work to be done because it's an ever-evolving world right. that they're building, that would be fine to leave it there and be like, okay, this is it. Right. It's it's how Last Airbender ends its show of like, okay, they won this war, but like there's still a shitload of work they have to do once the credits roll kind of thing. Right. And I'm curious if we are going to get any stuff from Avatar Studios about that middle period right? or not. Because the small little glimpses that we got in Korra were really cool. Right. Um, and, and really interesting. But also, I could see them being like, eh, we don't really want to touch on them anymore and do something different. Um, although they're doing a Zuko movie, so, you know, who knows. Um, but it's it's just like, it's those moments of... of and it, 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 Korra was also at a disadvantage to begin with because it had Avatar... Attached to it. Attached to it. It had something it needed to live up to. Right. And when you have something that you need to live up to that only had like six episodes that were pe like usually people hate out of the like 80. Right. Or whatever. Like you were kind of screwed. You yeah. Know? Like it, I, I, I think also with Korra, it has a more definite age demographic. Yeah. Whereas it's Avatar, even though like obviously when it came out in 2005, I believe, um, it was obviously geared towards children. Right. But I'm 25 and I'm still talking about the political landscape of Avatar The Last Airbender. You know what I mean? Like it's the, the, 
the I think the reason why it would be hard to live up to that kind of expectation that's already been built up is because when did Korra come out? 2012? So yeah, so Avatar came out in 2005. That's right. Five. Um, and it ended in 2008, yeah? Uh, and Korra came out in 2012. Okay, so y- you have this, let's say, six-year gap if it did end in... 2008. No, four-year four, four gap, right? From Avatar ending and then Korra's coming out. It was out. only four years. I really felt like it was so much longer it between did feel content. Much, it, it did feel much longer. Uh, interesting. Okay. But, um, so you have this four year gap, which doesn't seem like an awfully long time to, to come out with a new franchise. Really isn't. But like you just said, it felt like way more time. Yeah. And I think a part of that is one, when Avatar first came out, that was, um, how do you call it? Like broadcasting television what do you call that like cable cable okay sorry <laughs> that's like that yeah the cable tv that old shit that that little thing that happened um uh, but no that was like really the peak of cable television right for kids at least for kids yeah even for adults like think about like the cw shows that were coming out then Oh, uh, you just mean like, yeah, yeah. In like general. 2005-ish era. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. like, like early 2000s, like yeah. just to like the 2010s kind of. Right, right, And right. a little bit of trickle. But then you see kind of the die off because that's when Netflix starts making their rise and blah, blah, blah. So on Yeah, because so all forth. that stuff killed Avatar with, the, I mean, or Korra with season four because they just stopped giving a shit. Right. But anyway. Because no one had cable. But so with Avatar being on at the peak of cable... Even after it ended, it was still peak cable. So Nickelodeon was like, we're going to get every freaking dollar we can reruns get out of this. And reruns and the reruns. number of damn reruns they played. You know what I mean? So it was just constantly in your brain, in your brain, in your brain. So, one, it feels like it makes the show actually feel a lot shorter because of the reruns. Right. And then it makes it feel like this show ended so long ago because I'm watching reruns from season one. You know what I mean? I still I, one of my favorite things about those reruns though was the um, and and I talked about this before, but you didn't you had never watched them, um, which was oh, with the commentary. Yeah, yeah, with like they had like the little blurbs from all the from the two creators. About, I like, only certain I only saw shit. certain ones of that. Like I because yeah, they did it for the entire show. Right, I never saw all of it. Yeah, it was like one year they were like I, I guess it probably was like an anniversary or something um and they were like during the reruns before what Korra, anniversary five year anniversary i don't know it yeah. was no it's because it was before cora so oh so okay. i don't know maybe, maybe it was like a year later or, or something right. who knows um but they did an entire rebroadcast of the entire show um from beginning to end but with the creators um like behind the scenes notes that popped up about like basically every scene. Right. And it was like the most fascinating shit I had ever watched as a kid. Cause it was just like this weird look into how people thought about making these choices and how they got it from like, Oh, this was our concept. And then, you know, it evolved from that to this. Right. And, and it's like, and I, I, maybe that's what started my whole like little intrigue of like how the fuck, like making shit makes sense. Right. Uh, because I thought that shit was fascinating, and uh, and it's why I bought the Blu-ray because it has that. So I was like, "Fuck yeah, I can watch it all again." Have I done that yet? No. 
uh, also, if you, if you do, I'll watch it with you. And also the fact that uh, I bought the box set for Avatar because uh, I was like, we're never getting a fucking Blu-ray. And I bought the box set, and, and then literally, they came out with the Blu-ray. Literally, like a week after, uh, or no, or like a month after, because I couldn't return it. But now you have a nice box set. Yeah, but it was like a month after they released the, they announced the Blu-ray, and I was like, you motherfuckers! How dare you? So I bought it, so I own both. Now, of course, but like I, it's just one of those moments where I was like, I couldn't return it anymore, and I was like, fucking god damn it! Of course, it's once I buy it, and then they're like, here you go, kids. But yeah, so you had like rerun after rerun of Avatar. Oh yeah. So it's like constantly fresh in your mind, and I feel like the conversation of Avatar has not really slowed down since. No, I think if you're in if you're in the right place, the right time. I like- I feel like. Basically, everybody I know in my life has watched Avatar, like, at least five times. Yeah. I cannot say the same about Korra. No. You know what I mean? I've felt very little drive to ever go back. And I did once because when I worked, when we were talking talking last week at our old job that we used to work at at the dock, um, there was a lot of downtime at that job sometimes. So we would just be able to watch whatever. And I used to, like, watch reruns of Marvel movies and whatnot. Um, and then I decided I was going to watch Avatar again uh, because I think it would, had just been added to Netflix at that time. Right. So I was like, I'm going to watch. That. Yeah, I'm going to watch through it. And then I was going to go through Korra. And so Sage a lot of times would come in after me and work and, uh, to work and we would just talk. And that was when I was going through Korra and realized and we would just talk about like things that just didn't work. And I have not had an interest. I didn't have an interest then really to go back. But right. I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm doing a whole rewatch. Might as well. And then. I haven't had the need or desire to do that again. Like I could sit down right now and watch Avatar if I wanted to, like just and just start somewhere. Uh, but like I don't have that desire with with Korra, except like maybe the the season three, right? And and, and some of season four because I actually do like Kuvira. Oh, can I but... can I just say a little comment about like the world building in Korra? Mm-hmm. Um, so you have. In season one, Republic City, right, which is just like steampunk 1920s New York City. It sure is. Uh, it is just which New York feels City. a little bit lazy, right? But I get it. Yeah, kind of. Right. And then you see parts of like the new Southern Water Tribe, right? Which is all right. Yeah. But like you're like okay, that's nice. They're thriving, right? You know, because originally the they southern water, the southern water tribe was like five fucking tents. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Five fucking igloos. Yeah. Um. So like you see that, and you're like, okay, they're on the up and up. Um. But then when you get to what's the like little metal city that Toph's daughter. Has oh the one that like turns into like a fucking giant like rose right uh I I'll, I'll look it up real quick okay look it up because I can't remember what it's called so you get introduced to that which I'm like all right that's conceptually interesting they're all metal benders so their home slash fort is Zaufu Zaufu is made all of metal makes sense but like they don't do anything super interesting with Zaufu. And I feel like they spend too much time there. Like, I really they don't. They really do spend a I lot of time there. I do not care about, like, their family squabble. Also. Throughout season three. The problem with Zaufu, right, is they, they talk about how it's, like, this impenetrable thing. Mm-hmm. But we never see it be impenetrable. Mm-mm. Because the only time they talk about it is in season three, where then you have a lava bender 
who just fucking cuts the metal open. Yeah, they get he's fucking lava, annihilated. Yeah, because he's a fucking lava bender. So, like, obviously. But, like, so it's it's one of those moments where you're like, I feel like we needed a... This a, ship will never sink. Yeah, like, I feel like we needed a season or, like, a part prior to this season where somebody attacked and it didn't do shit. Like, right. you know, to, to establish that it is impenetrable. Yeah, and you can't then, just say things. Yeah, and then... You have, like, somebody come up and it's like, this specific guy can actually get in because he has fucking lava bending. Right. Like, and then you're like, oh, they're fucked. You know? Like. And then when you have Kuvira, and it's interesting because, so, she's going essentially, like, colony to colony. Yeah. And being like, come with me! Uprising! Woo! Um, United Front. Yeah. Um, so she's going con- colony to colony. And they have like, you know, like the whole like military get up, all that jazz. And they have those absolutely ridiculous like centipede looking things. Oh, yeah. I don't know what they're called. Um, like from the fr- from Avatar. Yeah, but they're like more. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so when you're going through like colony to colony... It's just weird. You would expect, like, okay, all these, like, major cities are popping up and things are happening. But then, like, nothing is happening with the colonies. Because, it, yeah. Like, there's it, no change in the colonies. Yeah, because it, it's, it's like... It's, From a hundred years ago? Well, because it's one of those things which slightly does make sense. That they are far enough removed that not everything reaches them. Because it's in that, like, that weird period of the boom where if you're far enough removed... It doesn't affect you, except for the fact that all of a sudden there's a road. Right. And then you see a machine drive by sometimes, and you're like, what the fuck is that shit? Like, you know, like, because you're far enough removed that it hasn't reached it's you like yet. It's like being in, like, the out, out, outskirts of China. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it just, like, the boom hasn't reached you yet. The shockwave hasn't gotten there. Right. So that makes sense. But they don't do anything interesting with it. No. But that's also because they're on, like, a fucking high-speed rail, and they're just going through. And it's like, that, it, it's... It's one of the problems with taking a um, a a past story, kind of like a period, yeah, yeah, period piece, and bringing it into a more modern time. Because with Avatar, everything or or a lot of things is built around the fact that if you could bend Earth, you'd probably build some crazy ass shit because you can just do it, right? Like. And firebenders and whatnot. And so you have the the land that you are setting your story in. Each is 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 fundamentally set up differently. It's like and the Northern Water Tribe versus the Southern Water Tribe. The Northern Water Tribe is a thriving city. Right. It, it's, it's because that, they have the waterbenders to right. make it. it. It's that point that like you have an inherent um, um, like uniqueness to everywhere you go because all of these powers exist but once you bring it into a more modern time like having uh basically steampunk like industrial revolution right um you take away that um like that that those moments because and that's just inherently how that works because if you have a car that just runs like a regular car right. and doesn't run off of like an like a firebender having to do something. Right. Like then you 
that would lose some of the culture, which right. I think is 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 they slightly touch on in certain spots yeah, in Korra, like, but they don't it's like touch Mako's on it. job. He's working at the like electricity plant, and they get right. through lightning bending. Like that stuff, I feel like should be touched on more than it is because it's it's inherently Avatar's world is about the culture that they build, right? And you don't get a lot of that. In core, you do get parts of it, and 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 you would argue that that season four is about the earthbending culture, and, and season two is about the waterbending culture. But like, it's, but it's not, not to the same. Yeah, it 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 it, it is about that. It, it's but, diluted. Yeah, because if you think about, let's say season two, they're talking about the waterbender waterbending culture. Yeah, right? they're talking about how the southern tribe no longer respects its right. traditions. Right, and that they're no longer as spiritual and this that right. other thing. Right. But if you compare that, because if you think about it, it's it's almost, I don't know why, but I always felt this. When they're kind of at that, like, Avatar Day, like, festival. Are we talking in season? In season two. Okay. In the Southern Water Tribe. Yeah. And they have, like, essentially, like, carnival games mm-hmm. and things like that. Like, that does not seem like the correct pr- progression. Right. In my opinion. And they and I think they do say that it's more of a from the cities thing right. that people have brought, which is fine, but I feel like it would make more sense. Well, I, I, maybe not more sense because that's that happened in real life. Right. They're like traditions got swept away very fast. Right. So but the problem is is that even though there are real life parallels and we understand that and that that is just factually how things happen. You don't really want to see that in your in your fictional world when it's all about that culture, and then unless you are bringing it up to a thing that you then fix. And technically, again, in season two, they do. Right. Like it ends, and if I'm not mistaken, the Southern uh, Water Tribe is like, we do need to go back to our roots a bit. But it feels like you don't live in it. It feels like it's it's just a byproduct of what happened, right. and, and not a essential fundamental like effect right um and that's what you lose in Korra I feel is that you 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 don't don't have that you don't live in that culture you just see the effect of it before and after and not watching it change you you see the byproduct right of what's happened opposed to like the like active progression of being like oh we have five igloos, and now we're a thriving metropolis, essentially. Right. But there's not even, like, a snippet of how that happened. Right, because, like, there's also... I, I, I could be mistaken. It's been a minute. But I, I don't think that there are people in the Southern Tribe... Like, I, like his core's dad is the chief, right? Yeah. And, and, and whatnot. And I don't think anyone in the South even really says they have an issue with it it's the people in the north like unalak that's like bruh yeah like what's up with you people and it's and it's a point again they're probably not seeing a problem with it because they're making money and and then and, and it's it, and the city that they have been trying to bring back is thriving well it, but it's, like it's interesting in the fact that like in the like katara goes back to the southern water tribe right after Aang's death, right? Yeah. Which makes sense, you know? Like, that's where she was born and raised, and she wants to see her, like, home right. be rebuilt after almost completely being wiped out. 
which makes sense. But in those flashbacks, like when you see like adult Toph and adult uh, Sokka, we never get an in-between for Katara other than like, oh, her and Aang had some babies. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you don't they see... They don't touch on that at all. Th- which I think even if you did that kind of like that Polaroid flashback would at least give you a little bit of if like something that seems the, like... they get from her a, point of view of the Southern Water Tribe. Right. Just something a little more tangential. Right. Because at least with Sokka, you see him like working in the court system, like working up building Republic City. Right. And like Toph becoming the chief of police and being like, okay, now I'm going to teach y'all how to metal bend. Yeah. And this is how things are going to happen. Well, plus I think that season two could have used Katara more. They don't use Katara at all. And I, I, I feel like I understand why. Right. Right. Like they didn't, they didn't want to bring back the, the. I feel uh, like they didn't want to rely on. Oh, the old characters. Which is why we never get anything of Sokka. Right. And then the only thing we really get of Toph is her just being grumpy. Yeah. At Korra. Yeah. And she's like, Look. And she just like fucked off and left the yeah, world. Yeah, she just and fucks and off, which I feel like makes sense for her. Yeah, it's true. Um, and 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 uh, Zuko, who is just his awkward self. Yeah, but old. Yeah, but old. <laughs> um, and But like with season two, I feel like it at least would have made sense to, to inject some more of Katara for her viewpoint. Right. In the changes. Um than than they did and they could have that could have helped bolster again that like that mysticism and loss of culture that they had that like it would have helped bring that to the forefront more of of seeing other people from the southern tribe being like yeah we're not too happy with what's going on right now and like i don't know it's it's just one of those things that that modernizing the story and or the time period also, always I, will bring to an issue. I, I don't know if this is a stupid question on my part, mm-hmm. but um, okay, where did all those people come from? Because they had like one village of thirty people. Hundred years, man, banging. I, I guess, but but like, also uh, in 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 Avatar, they say that um uh the the dude that's like a dick. Paku. To, yeah, Paku. He's going back with other people. Oh, okay. I thought he was just going by himself. No, no, Sorry. no. He said that he's taking people with oh, him. Oh, okay. So some people are... Grand, so, re- grand, grand, repopulating the southern yeah. southern water tribe. <laughs> but uh, no, so they bring people from the north too. Gotcha. So it, it, it's... And, you know, also people move there and stuff, which... Who the fuck is like, let me just move to, to the this south pole. desolate fucking... <laughs> Ice scape, but but it's it's. Let, the, let me move north of the wall. Yeah. That but, sounds like a great idea. Yeah, but no. So the the northern tribe, some people go right. to the south, is what he says. Um, Damn! Imagine that journey <laughs> from the to just so we, take forever. If, if you think about it, even in like Korra, right? Like they have technology. It's not like, I mean, I guess they have like the blimps. I was gonna say, and in, in, in even in Avatar, they had the the firebenders had warships but they didn't have that until like yeah that well but also they're waterbenders so they could just fucking like waterbend themselves <laughs> where they're going <laughs> but um but like so it, it's it's just it's one Her of those arms fall off because yeah. you're going too hard it's it's just one of those like small inherent problems and right and then um and yeah and also so you know like avatar game i always pitched Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I've said that on the podcast or not. I feel like you did, but 
you pitch it again, like quick 30 second yeah, pitch. Quick 30 seconds. So, so uh, I always said that this would be a really interesting avatar game. So if anyone, anyone's played Ghost of Tsushima, you work the avatar elements off of that, that sword style changing. Um, and then you have like an ultimate thing where you can use all the abilities, but you start the game as, cause nobody likes when you have a game where you have all your shit and then all of a sudden, Oh, you got shot or whatever. And now you have to start all over from the beginning. Like that shit's fucking boring as hell. So, but you use that in an effective way, which is you start this game with, it was an avatar we have never met in the past. So it's you no modernization and, um, you're like in a battle and you're using all the elements, you're fucking doing avatar state and shit, and then somebody kills you. Bam. That's like the first like 30 minutes maybe of the game, maybe hour, who knows. You get reborn as the next avatar that follows them, and then you have to do the training to learn your shit. And there's obviously some time jumps because Aang is the fastest to learn right. bending in a year. So you get some like time jumps of like you as a kid learn like learning the element that you started with. And then you time jump to like a teenager. You're learning a different one. You time jump again after you do that story arc. You get the, you know, and you do that. And this whole time, there is something brewing the entire time. Right. And it builds up to this big fight at the end, like when you can use all the abilities. Like, I like, just like think, Breath of the Wild style, like there is like one like clear goal right. to beat the game. Yeah. But you have like a lot of shit to get through before you do it. Yeah. Like there is something brewing. There's not necessarily a, a, one person that you are trying to take out for these, right it's not these, like one form formidable yeah, evil. because the story has to take place over a, a decade or two right because you know the you that's how it worked at least i i feel like it makes sense and you get those those differences and points of, of of your character maturing and changing and hell maybe you can choose the gender of your character or whatnot so that it's even a little oh more God, interesting you, can you just imagine how fucking annoying it would be to make that character model though Cause like you know how. Um, well, I think it would be base. You have you. I think what they'd have to do is you have to you start with Earth or whatever. You right. have the element that you start with, and they just have a set design for the female and male. Right. They don't change it, but they change it over each year time jump. So, but. so do you think it would be a thing of like, you have let's say like a quest, right? Like the overarching quest is learn water bending, right? That's right. your element that you're born into. Learn waterbending. That's the overarching quest. And then you have like a bunch of little shit that you have to get through. Yeah. Like in, your, the in the first act of the story or right. part, it's then like waterbending. Then you're like, got it. Like achievement unlocked. Right. Deal. And then it would, do you think it would be like a cut scene? And then when you come back essentially into the game, you're like, your character model is like a year older. So what, what, the way I think about it is depend. It, it also depends on like, someone that's better at storytelling than me mm -hmm. figuring out how it would work the best but the way i think about it is um you you start and let's just again say waterbending is the one that you start with um it would be like after you die and then they they show the, the child being born and they're like oh like this is your child and you know that that's the avatar it how like how the fuck are you gonna know it's the avatar well, because as the out-of-party person, Oh, you I understand. thought you meant that the parents are like, no, oh, no, no, the no. avatar because, came from my womb. Because you watch the guy die, I and then it transitions to the baby being born. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, I was like, I don't understand. No. <laughs> yeah, so, so what you do is you fade out with the, the after the child's like being handed to the mother right, so or whatever. so this would be like the cutscene. Yeah, yeah. And as you fade, you have like little moments that pop in of um, like your kid, the, as you was like a baby or whatever, picking the toys. Right. And then you like 
go back and whatever. And so it's just these people realizing, oh, hey, this is the Avatar. And then at, you come back at like 12 or something. Right. And like it's just you coming in and it's like – and it just fades in with like book one, water. And it's you and then you're in like this open world of, of your – your town and the area around it. Right. And you go and you have to do certain quests and stuff to like perfect your, your, your water bending or learn it. And then, um, the, then like once you learn it, right, you, you defeat something, whatever, like you, some, something's threatening your town, you defeat it. Right. Um, it would fade out or, or something. And it's like, okay, like now you have to, you've, you've mastered your thing. Now you need to go and learn from some other master. Right. Um, and that's when it like fades out and it fades back in. And now you're like 16 and you're now in the earth kingdom. Um, and now like you have this new area to explore and you are, you have found somebody that is going to teach you or you need to find somebody. Right. Like that's like your first yeah, quest. Yeah. And then you just have these things that they're giving you these tasks and things to do. And again, there's somebody, some person being a dick in this area. And that's like the person you build up to. But you're learning along the way that there is somebody possibly pulling the strings of each person. Again, you defeat them. Your master's like, you have learned all you can move on with your life and so then it's like all right cool then you go to the airbending because I, I assume that if it's water right you would learn fire last because that's the hardest right you learn whatever one is the hardest last you always make the most sense i don't know ang learned earth right right but all, earth was his hardest one right he learned firebending last yeah, well yeah but that's also because he burned the shit out of Qatar and was like i'll never do it again i guess that's fair so i don't know i feel like the one that would be the hardest would make sense to do last i don't know it, 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 it depends but like then again you, you jump forward you from you go from 16 to i just thought it was like within the cycle if that makes sense no it was the hardest it was the the hardest element was the opposite of the one you were born in gotcha um, and then, you know, you're 22 or whatever, you do the shit there, and then you do, in fact, learn that there is a person pulling the strings, and that is going to be your next thing, but you have to learn fire before you can do that to take them on. So then you travel to the Fire Nation, it turns out they're there or whatever, or they're back at your original town or, or whatever the fuck, and, like, then you, you learn firebending, you become the master, or you master it as you're fighting them, maybe, or something. You get, like, this cool new, like, ultimate fire attack. And then you're like, oh, cool. I did it. And then, you know, you kick their ass or whatever, and it, it fades out. Like, because I just, I think that having the an open world area, but specifically to each area of a nation, it doesn't need to be the whole fucking Earth Kingdom. Right. It doesn't need to be the whole North or Southern Water Tribe. Just areas around that and you get to experience the new places and see the culture and how they change and and whatnot and it would be you know before the fire nation became fucking dickheads and like you know and you can live in this world and see everything and you just have it as a as um in the way i've always looked at it is just ghost of tsushima's fighting styles as you switch stances and so you're just switching elements but then you get the point where you can you know, activate you, you something get, like, to, the avatar yeah, state to, to, to be able to use multiple, like maybe it lets you do combo moves or some shit. Right. Whatever. Uh, hey, if anyone's watching this from Avatar Studios and you want to steal this idea, go ahead. Just give me a credit in like the name that just says, you know, original idea inspired by <laughs> something. I don't care. Just, I think this could be a fucking great, because all of your avatar video games have been kind of eh at best. Are they like fighters? 
like Clash of <sighs> Clash of Clans type deal? No, oh, they, okay. they, 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 they've all been kind of different, but then none of them have been very good. Oh, rip. And I just I th- I think you got potential there. You know, just go into a, a period of time we've never seen. You don't need to like give us uh, a lot of information about the avatar that we start with. You know, maybe if you do, you do, but like, it's not, that's not, that guy's not the point, you know? Maybe he started putting together that this was happening, but he gets, he loses. And so now you have to live, you like find out that he was fighting this bad guy, but lost it. So you have to be better than him. Whatever the fuck. You go into the spirit world sometimes. Something. I just, I think that it could be, you have such a rich world. Yeah. So many options. And all you have to do is just not place it in the more modern time. Just give us someone that we've never seen, two, technically two someones we've never seen. And it doesn't matter. I think you could choose the gender of like, you know, maybe the first one is, is a set gender. Who the fuck cares about that? You're only playing them for like 30 minutes. Right. And then you get to choose. And, and even if that's slightly ambiguous for the timeline of the Avatar universe, it doesn't really matter. That's not the point. It, it's it's that you you have set things that you then like you know, you can change the character's appearance over the time, but you don't customize it past that. Right. Like, and, and, and just, you or, get like a set. Yeah. Or even, clothes. or even if you have separate things, it's, it's not like extremely different. Like in, and again, like Ghost of Tsushima, you do get different armors, um, but from doing like side quests and stuff. So like, what? it's all still set things. And like, you could maybe still just decide you want to wear your waterbending shit, even when you're in the earth kingdom, or you could, you I was gonna say, would it be like in Avatar where they're going like from the Earth Kingdom to the Fire Nation, and they just get like a new set of clothes? Yeah, deal? what I assume is that you could start it with that. You get a base Earthbender shit, and like as you go, it gets a little more interesting and stuff. Or you could just always wear the Waterbender stuff or whatever. I just I think that that could be such an interesting and un- and unique game as I am comparing it to another game to copy, but like that. Only that Avatar could pull off really interesting. Right. You would just need a very good studio to pull it off. So um, imagine this, right? So and I would play y- the fuck out of that game. <laughs> you have that, like, essentially, like, opener of the previous Avatar that dies. Right. And then you start off as the new Avatar. But now imagine this. You get to choose what element you want to start with. I don't know how complicated this would be to do because I know nothing about video game development. But imagine this. You get to choose yeah. what element you want to start with. So let's say, oh, I want to be, um, I want to start off as an airbender. Right. Right. So you start off as an airbender. So you get like a little bit of a bonus of like better stealth or like better like you, you can move faster or something. Right. Or like you start off as an earthbender so you have better defense. That That 100% could be a thing you know what but I mean? it would it would fundamentally change the type of game oh yeah for sure because but i yeah. was just thinking like yes. i think if you played into like if you wanted to play into the elements in that way i think that could also 100%. be like really cool and like the, the as you achieve stuff you get to like tick off yeah. that box the, the difference would be that if it's a game where your first element is set and that means that they can plan the story as you have to go to each of these beats. Right. That means it can be incredibly story-driven, where if you can choose, it can still be story-driven, but that means you hit, you have to go, you do go to different places. Right. And so there can still be the overarching villain and, and the villains in each spot, but because it can change, they technically would have to write things at least four times. Right. So that it's, it's not going to be as intensely story-driven. 
because but could you imagine you set it for this like story mode but you get to choose so you start off you're like okay here's our story we start off in the water tribe and then you're gonna move place to place and then you're gonna end in the fire nation right but you're like no i want to start in the fire nation right <laughs> so you like start your training in the fire nation but the big bad is already there right and you're like a 10 year old like running away yeah i like i think that um or or yeah because I, I feel like if it, if they if you want to go the very story driven route it has to be a set. Oh yeah, it has cycle. It ha- you, you'd have you would have to make it way more linear because if you give, if you if give you, once you give that choice, right? If you want it to be like super open world, you cannot have as in depth story mode. Right, and I, and I think that's why I always compare it to Ghost of Tsushima because it's a very interesting balance of very specifically story driven, but you have the world open to you in your area. Right. Um. But you have the path. And even though you can learn these other things, it's still the path. Right. And and that's why, like, I think it would need to be that you are just set into an element. And, you know, I'm sure people would be like, ah, but I want to be a firebender to start or whatever. Right. Technically, I, I feel, I personally, I feel like Earth would probably be, like, the most interesting to start with. Just because it's very fundamental. Right. And, and it, I feel like it's the most, like, base element to start. And then you just go from there but who the fuck knows i think you could start it with any way really as long as you were committing to you are starting as one element but also you could do that game where you could pick your element it would just be different it would not be as intensely story driven unless they're fucking nuts and they just write the story slightly differently completely four times where it's actually unique enough that you do have a different experience because the problem is that a lot of times when games do that it's really not that much of a difference in the story. Right. So it's not really a unique change where, like, if you started as a firebender, you kind of would want it to be – you'd want that to matter. Right. And a lot of games, when they have those types of choices, it ends up not mattering because they have to write things in a way that it has to be kind of ambiguous to what the one you picked. Right. It needs to be, like, slightly generic. Right. So that's why I, I'm more of the camp for for specific one that you just are put in. But there 100% is a market for that type of game, too. Right. It just depends. I'm just saying that just with Avatar... I like that would be such a pain in the ass. Yeah. With with Avatar, I would want that intense story-driven you, you'd story. You'd want it to be like set starting element, yeah. super story-focused. Because I think that is where Avatar shines. I, I, I agree. And, and I would play the fuck out of that game. And I, I like... If, if only I had some kind of, like, executive producer powers to if be like, you Nickelodeon, Avatar Studios, here is my pitch. Let's make this. Like, I, it's just, it could, it you would be so You just need so to get good. a lot of money. Yeah. Win the lottery. Or I need this to explode. Win, to win, to win the lottery. Them. Fly to LA. Yeah. Hop up into Nickelodeon's Avatar Studio building. Be like, all right, in this briefcase, I got a lot of money. I got. I need I you got to like, make this game. I got like and fifty just, million dollars. That's half you, the money I won in the lottery. I need. And you, you just to slide make over game. the briefcase, and you're like, all right, I'll see you in a year. <laughs> yeah, just be, I'll see you in a year for for your updates. Like, here's here's my base outline. You fill in all of the blanks. They just take your money. You never see them again. Yeah. <laughs> like, here's my A. Here's the B, and here's the C. Or here's the A, here's the M, and here's the Z. 
fill in every other letter. Yeah. I don't. I can't help you with that. I have no idea how to fill in those other other letters. This is. I'm the putting it up to you. Extremely rough outline draft. You do everything else. I yeah. I just I. I, I I have no idea if, if something is like that is even in their forethought or even in the back of their mind, but I just I think there's a lot of potential there. I think there is, but also you'd have to you have to think who would they, who like, one what console what would, they would they do that on? Yeah, on? like what studio would they take that on with? What do you think they would pick a primary console? No, I think I think their goal would be no, because with that game I feel like they would make it as. Universal. Like, yeah, universal console. Like um, like something you could like have on Steam. Yeah, on anything. Because I, I, they would need the vast market because it would be their first real like triple A game. That's true. You know, they I, would I guess need selective that console is like kind of phased out at this point. Yeah, and only if you're really established. Right. Um, I'm trying to think. Honestly, you probably could just get the, get the people that did Ghost of Tsushima, which I believe is Square Enix. I'm looking it up right now. Um, but you would need um. Oh no, Sucker Punch. I apologize. Sucker Punch probably like you The problem is like, you know, that if you are basing it off of that game, you almost argue the point of like, does it make sense to go to that exact studio and just have them be like, we want to just make this but ours. Right. Re- reskin your shit to ours. Right. So like, who knows? Maybe you'd want someone different that could make I it. I feel a like separate, it would also have to be a thing of like aesthetic. Like who can who what's what studio is going to give you the closest to what you are looking for in aesthetic as well because if you think about it like the people who are making call of duty right is very different from the people who are making like um fuck me (laughs) breath of the wild yeah right um you know, I, I you, think that you know what I mean. Yeah. So it's like, what are you? What what do you want it to look like? I personally think that this game makes the most sense as a more realistic looking game than it would a cartoony game. Really? Yes. Personally, I feel like I would want this to look like Ghost of Tsushima. I feel like in my head, I'm picturing, like I wouldn't want it Breath of the Wild. I'm picturing it less cartoony because if you're putting it in the, if if you're attaching the avatar name to it, right. I feel like going live action, live action esque. Right. It, it's it's not the move because that's not the brand. I I know. You know what I mean. And I do think like, like I'm personally biased. Bec- I I feel like that for the game that they that that is. I don't know. I feel like that's just too like hard and grizzled. Like that's not the the world of Avatar. If that makes sense. I. I, un- I I do kind of agree, but I feel like I feel like if I want if I want to get that intense story driven game, I would want it to look more real and gritty. But also because I'd kind of want the story to be a bit more gritty. Because if you're making this game, that that would be the other problem is that they would be having to make this game for not kids, and I don't know if they're looking at it as like their studio makes shit for kids or not. I guess um, that's fair, but if you think- but if they're not making it for kids, I feel like they could make it gritty, and I kind of would want that as an Avatar story since we haven't really gotten that before. I don't know. I also just feel like with the market of like video games, like you can make basically any video game, and kids are gonna buy it and play it. I mean that's true, but I I I think that like a, the more realistic grittiness could really work in its favor because also like if you think about it, some shit in the Avatar world 
would be kind of fucked. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. Like, slamming someone with a fucking rock yeah. in the chest. Like, and I, I'm not saying I need this game to be fucking, you know, M+. Plus. You, you slam someone in the chest with a rock, and they're, like, gasping for air and dying. Their chest caves in. Yeah. But, like, I just, I feel like that the realistic look can definitely work. Um, and I, I feel like it could, it, it could help, but you know, again, I feel like if, if you give it to a competent enough studio with a specific style in mind, I still think it'll be able work. To yeah. It. It, but I, I'm, I'm looking at it as like, as someone that saw this potential within Ghost of Tsushima, that that is in my mind is how that game would look too. Right. So like that's, it, it, it could also just be like confirmation bias kind of thing. You know? I think it's the letter, but like I still think <laughs> I, I still I still think it can work. Right, I, I I would not be disappointed at all with that, and I even if, like I don't think it could be Breath of the Wild style. I feel like that would take it away a little bit, but also I could be in hundred percent wrong. Like if they made that game and then like showed a trailer, I'd be like, oh no, this fucking works. Right, but like I don't know, it it, it all depends. Yeah. And anyway, that, that all right. If 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 anybody at uh, Nickelodeon or uh, Avatar Studio um wants to. Shoot us an email. Yeah, I know. I know, I know. We just spent an hour talking about how we uh, didn't really like. What get you up did, into our DMs. Feel free. We'll chat. Yeah, hundred <laughs> um, percent. Feel free to steal the idea and just give me a small little special thanks at the end of the credits of something. You could even hide it in the credits. I don't care as long as I know it's there. <laughs> it's in like fifty percent transparency yeah. text. Hundred percent. But uh, yeah, so. Uh, this was our Avatar episode. Yeah, mainly Korra. Yeah, mainly Korra. Um, and again, we love Korra. Love right. maybe a strong word, but we enjoy Korra. We don't, we don't dis- dislike Korra. Yeah, we don't dislike Korra. There's just in, in, it, flaws. Yeah, there's in flaws, Korra. and again, we understand why. Right. We're just talking about how we thought things could have been different and, and whatnot, and again, everything's easier with Hind- hindsight. Hindsight's twenty twenty. We're not the ones having to sit in a fucking boardroom until we get this pitch out and, right. like, you know. So everything's easiest and, and, and absolutely zero hate to the creators. They just got kind of put in a shitty situation. And then, you know, they I just did they, what they, they thought. I think they tried their best with what they had. Yeah, 100%. And I, um, and like, I would not take away Koro as, as we have it. And, and I think they already had an uphill battle to begin with even without all the production problems of trying to live up to Last Airbender. Yeah, and, I mean, hell, in, in general, Korra looks magnificent. Oh, yeah, no, incredible. Korra, Korra looks great. Yeah, so, like, there there are things, you know, again, everything, it's always easiest to do, be a fucking, you know, Monday night quarterback. Like, <laughs> you know, after you watch the game on Sunday and you're like, oh, they should have fucking thrown it. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so easy to be like, yo, that guy's open when you're not on the goddamn field. Right. Like, you know, so. Omniscient. Take take everything we, we say, you know, as just purely opinion and, and, and understanding the problems that went in, at least to the best of our ability. Yeah. And um, if you think my game idea is rad, which I know it is. Uh, let me know and uh, feed my ego. S- spam Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. Let them let them know that there's a potential for a great video game out there for their <laughs> for their Avatar universe that they are just not tapping into. And I think that game could run if it did great. They could keep going with it. Oh yeah. You just stick with that character that you made or whatever. Or hell, that guy fucking dies and you just start again. Like right. just make it removed. You could do whatever the fuck you want. There are hundreds of yeah, years of just, Avatar you, that you, we've never seen. You just Pokemon it. You just. Hundred percent. Redo it. it, it, The hundreds of avatars we have never seen, so it doesn't matter who the fuck they are and where they are. Yeah. 
Um, it's a good time. Yeah. And anyway, that that is our episode of the vaguely uh, Avatar podcast. Um, thank you for watching. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, or if you're listening to us, uh, leave a like, review, follow. Um, you have two weeks to watch Banana Fish. I remembered this time. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Um, so you it's know, been like three weeks. Every week you're like, I don't know what fucking show we're yeah. watching. So uh, two weeks to watch Banana Fish. It's uh, only on Amazon. Sorry, um, guys. Yeah, so, you know, rip the homies. Um, and, yeah, we will see you guys next week. Um, you didn't shout out Anthony and Kyle. Oh, you're right. Uh, it's the first time I ever fucked that one up. I know. Yeah. Uh, hey, don't forget to watch uh, Anthony at Super Milkshake on YouTube and uh, Kat at Cat the Moonstar on Twitch. And now. Goodbye for real. Thanks for watching. See ya. <laughs>